Welcome back to the Nubian Yunus podcast. Hello. This is episode four, and you're here with Joy, Kira, Tori. Tori. Hello, everyone. So, today we're going to be talking about kind of a touchy subject. It's, I don't know if it's controversial, but it definitely is a subject that evokes a lot of feelings out of people. Um, and it's something that's very hotly talked about, I think, especially lately. And it is being a Black K-pop fan or being a Black person who is interested in Korean culture. Um, but before we get to that, which is probably going to be a more serious conversation, we're going to talk about something that made us really, really excited this week. And it is Jay Park and his debut in America with this single, Soju. Yeah. Yeah. And his amazing radio interview and freestyle rap so let's talk about this how did you guys feel when you saw the rap when you listened to the interview well he was on sway in the morning um for those of you who don't know sway is a talk show host that usually interviews like famous hip-hop artists like kendrick lamar Ooh. Um, Jay Z, yeah, you know, people who or up and coming, such as Jay Park. Um, and he also gives them an opportunity to freestyle and you know, rap. So, yeah, Sway in the Morning is a pretty big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a highly respected human being in the hip hop community. So, Mm -hmm. if you get his approval, that's saying a lot. And I think Jay Park definitely got that yeah it seemed like it um yeah when i first saw the video i saw a clip of it when jay posted it on his instagram and i was like oh snap like what is this i had no idea i mean i knew his his um u.s debut was coming up but Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that he was here promoting and actually doing interviews um so I was pretty shook after seeing the video. It was a little clip, but I, it made me happy because, like I mentioned before um, in our last episode, like Jay Park is just, he's one of my favorite rappers. He was one of the first that kind of got me into um, Korean hip-hop and stuff. So I was pretty proud. Man, after this video, he became one of my favorite people. <laughs> like, he just represents, like, I mean, I like his I like his music. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, uh, he's a good artist. Um, he's a good performer. He he gives a hundred and ten percent in everything mm-hmm. that he does. But um, his like his rap was like amazing. Just like his message, and um, you don't really hear him speaking like English or rapping English that often. Yeah. Um, and like his music is usually you know, kind of geared towards a relationship, like, <laughs> or, like, a club banger. Yeah. So, for him to rap, and it just be, like... Like, deep. Yeah. About social issues and, like, bridging cultures. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is what he does. Like, what's great about that is he does what he says. hmm But more so, he does more than what he'll say. Like, he won't, you know, say, well, I'm about this, I'm about that. He actually goes out and does it. Mm-hmm. His... Um, label is super diverse and I just have so much respect for him and you know listening to that was just like a great way to like get to know him more on his English and American side I feel like I so I listen to Jay Park like quite a bit I don't listen to him a lot but hearing that rap and like seeing clips of the interview like I really started to like just like really respect him and realize the work he's doing. Like, he's not just, like, trying to make a hip-hop, like, mogul company with, like, AOMG and higher music. He's really trying to do work between Asian and Black cultures. He's trying to use hip-hop as, like, a bridge mm-hmm. to clear up misunderstandings, to talk about difficult issues. And so it was really admirable. I thought he rapped, like, super well and his message just, I don't know, kind of gave me chills, honestly, just to yeah. hear that side of him. Like, Trisha, you're right. You hear him, like, singing and rapping in Korean. And, like, he doesn't really talk about those issues much, like, in his past Korean music. So it's cool that he's starting to do that as he's promoting with Rock Nation and in America. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important and, like, kind of like an inspiration for us, too. I mean, like, this is kind of why we made this podcast too to like be the bridge to create cultural understanding and so it's really great to see jay park like promoting in america finally and 
kind of not maybe forgetting what he originally wanted to do and Mm -hmm. really trying to make a difference. I would even say, so today I watched a video about, you may not know, but Drake is in like a middle of like this whole diss (laughs) The summer beef. (laughs) Yes, the beef of the year between Drake and another rapper called Pusha T. So, um, Pusha T said something, and, like, in one of his diss tracks, his album cover is a picture of Drake in blackface, which is, like, one thing in and of itself. But, for those of you who don't know, Drake is actually half black, half white. And it's been said that Drake completely avoids the topic of racial issues. Mm. So, somebody tries to bring it up, or somebody tries to get him to, like, express how he feels as somebody who's black and white, he tends to just, like, stray away from it. And, like, you can say, like, oh, we don't know that. But to promote, to support that side of the argument, you do not hear him rap about it, and you do not hear him interview about it. That's true. And he rarely interviews in general. So it kind of, you know, puts into the question of how do you feel about it, or why don't you talk about Mm -hmm. this? Because, I mean, especially in today's society where race is such a huge thing, Mm -hmm. and what I... My point is, what I really respect about Jay Park is he is even doing something as a non-African American that yeah. actual non-African American, I mean African Americans, are doing, which is talking about you know bridging cultures and um, racial con- reconciliation mm-hmm. and you know being a part of something much bigger than a skin color. Yeah. So that's what I really respect about respect about Jay Park is honestly a lot of rappers I can probably name rappers that actually talk about you know racial conflict and racial reconciliation like maybe Mm -hmm. one or two versus how many are out there and how many are in the spotlight you know there's just not a lot of rappers talking about it yeah but here's this asian american dude that probably won't i would hope that he does get the recognition that he deserves Mm -hmm. but um you know there will be hate He's Asian American in a in a black man's world. Like yeah. he's gonna get slack for it. But mm-hmm. I will say I respect Jay Park for saying stuff that a lot of people won't say. Right. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So great. Jay Park, keep doing what you're doing. You have the full support of the Nubian Nunas podcast. If you ever want to come interview, talk with us, meet us. And or give me locals number. I'm that sorry. too, and, oh, and Shike's number. <laughs> so that's is, huh? Yeah, Shike two, um, PH one. We'd love to PH hang out with him. Oh yeah, God, definitely. Yes. Udi Go Child. Oh my please. Goodness. Just everyone. Just everyone. Just, just in invite AOG us. It's a nice circle. meet and greet with your entire labels. Yes. <laughs> and Chacha Malone. Yeah. Yes. Give us a Cha Cha beat, boy. <laughs> awesome. So now let's move on to the main topic. We are going to talk about being a black fan of Korean culture. Obviously, we are all big fans of Korean culture. We're learning the language. We like K-pop. We like Korean hip-hop. We watch TV, dramas, the whole shebang. Um, But it's not all like fun, games, and rosy. There's definitely a lot of (laughs) challenges. There's difficulties. And I think the reason why I personally wanted us to address this issue is... I saw an article on BuzzFeed and it was an interview with, I think, like 14 uh, black fans of BTS. If you haven't heard of BTS, do you live under a rock? They are blowing up <laughs> in, America, in America, right? <laughs> in America. Exactly. Like, they're blowing up. They're like on all of, like the late night shows. They're on Ellen, Billboard, the top of the Billboard chart. Like, everywhere. They're everywhere. Like, you, where they are you if you sold out two shows, two shows, three shows? I think it's two shows in Chicago in yeah. a matter of, like, less than five minutes. And like, what? They sold out, like, three shows in L.A. and added another four, one? Four? Yes. Four. Well, so, yeah. Three shows in L.A. and then they had to open up a fourth show. Woo! Um, because... Might just come from under that rock. <laughs> do some research. Figure out who they are. It's 2018. It's like, not It's that hard. real easy. Google's here. Just type here. in BTS. Like, <laughs> you know what? Exactly. Guys. Walk down the street. Ask a uh, a young girl on the street. Ask her who BTS is, and yes. they'll tell you. Do you yes. know Bangtan Sanyandan? <laughs> nah. Watch them pass out. Exactly. Oh, Buzzarang! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, Buzzfeed interviewed fourteen black fans of BTS and asked them about their experiences being a BTS fan. Their mm. fandom is called Army, 
And it was really eye-opening. I mean, maybe not for us because we understand the issues with mm-hmm. being a Black K-pop fan, but I think it was great that such a big platform like BuzzFeed put this on Spotlight as BTS is getting bigger. And it's all these girls just saying, yeah, as I enter the fandom, I got so many racist messages from people. They would call me the N-word. They would make death threats to me just because I was Black. Um, there was a girl who joined group chats, and then once she left they started to edit her pictures to be white because they didn't like her black skin. There was just so much hatred and just animosity towards black fans just for being black. And so I want us to have a discussion about how it is to be black and like Korean culture. So I guess, I don't know, where do we start? I don't know where to start. This is huge. So let's start. I always like to end on a positive note. Because at the end of the day, like... There's always a good, bad, and ugly. So yeah, let's go ahead absolutely. and start with the bad slash ugly. Let's get okay. that out the way. Okay, okay. Um, duh. I, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I, no. I, I don't know. Yeah, this is tricky. I mean, okay, so let's maybe start off with, should we kind of highlight what our personal experience is? Yeah, that would be nice, been? yeah. Um, yeah, good. So, I mean, to in all honesty, like, I'm pretty new to... Um, the K-pop world, you mm-hmm. know, I was a little bit older when I started learning about K-pop and Korean culture and music. And it's just something that I took to. I think I just, I found it really fascinating. I resonate with it. You know, there was really no particular reason except for I had friends that um, was also into Korean culture. So um, it just worked for me to like it. Um, so I I can't say that I've personally had any encounters with this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading this article, um, like Joyce said, I guess it was a little eye-opening for me because although I was aware that there were probably issues because like race is the underlying issue in just about every topic <laughs> these days. Um, so like I was aware that it was there but i didn't realize like how severe open and like harsh yeah Yeah. and like you think about like i'm thinking back to my days when i was a kid and Mm -hmm. you know grade school like kids are mean man (laughs) like they are (laughs) this generation is no joke they will shred (laughs) you to pieces and so like I'm I'm glad that i'm not that age and i wasn't in k-pop like on the uh i guess the internet waves yeah and, like on social t- media wasn't that big yeah. of a deal when your kids yeah. it didn't exist i should say <laughs> right so like i feel like if i was in that now in that age like i yeah. would feel it a whole lot more but mm-hmm. i'm not like those aren't yeah it's not my circle mm-hmm. really you right know? so i'm not feeling it so much but what about you guys what would you trisha i would say for me i personally i don't like I would have to broaden it to the sense of like being into Korean culture mm-hmm. because specifically I don't like I don't watch a lot of K-pop videos right. I don't I'm not like I'm not a big follower of mm-hmm. K-pop bands yeah so I can't say like nor do I even the Korean artists that I listen to like local or anything like that like I don't troll the internet or like right. on Twitter or Facebook right. or whatever to like. there's no group that I'm a part of to say that, like, I see this stuff. Yeah. But I would say from a perspective of non-Koreans or non-K-pop fans looking into someone who is into the Korean culture, it can be difficult to kind of um, be someone who is a part of, like, a fan of Korean culture. Learning the language as an African American mm-hmm. is just strange, no matter who I tell it to. Yeah, like I can say like, "Oh, I'm learning Korean." They're like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, people get Why? super shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so far. Yeah. <laughs> How do you read that? Like, like any other person studying the language. Like, I remember this one time. Like, I was I used to work at Jewel Osco as a manager. And, like, I was on my lunch break, and I'm just doodling in Korean, mm-hmm. like, just whatever. And this lady, who's the human resource lady, I will, to give you an idea, like, she's the human resources lady, and she sees it, and she's like, oh, what is that? That's so fascinating. I'm like, oh, it's Korean. I'm learning Korean. And she's like, wow, you can understand that? Ching, ching, chang, chang, chang. My brain just went mad. <laughs> 
fuck do I say here? <laughs> I'm like, wait, like, I did the whole window shut down. Like, doo, 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 doo. I could not believe this lady wow. hit me with the ching ching chong. Wow. This is the human resources lady who should be respectful and teach you, like, multicultural how not to be diversity. Yeah. And for her to hit me with that, I was just like, okay. We're done with this conversation. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. And I just went back to my, like, right. whatever. But, like, you just get different responses or, like, you're not black or, you know, just, you know, offhanded comments. People yeah. just think you're weird. Like, yeah. It's typical. I feel like there's just not really... And even, like, sometimes I don't want to let myself, let people know that I listen to Korean music. Me too. Because there's a... I don't want to be general, but... I don't want to generalize, but I really don't like letting people know that I... I don't either. And... A, yeah, I see that. It's just, like, people just have a really strong stigma about people who are fans of Asian culture in general. Yep. And, like, it's not like it's unfounded. Like, there are some Korea boos. There are some people who are, like... They take it way hardcore, too far. Yeah. Hardcore, like... I've had people flip out on me. Wow, really? Oof. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I one time I was just like, oh, I really like Korean food. And this girl was like, me too. And I'm like, oh, really? Do you, like, listen to... I, and I was innocent in it. Like, yeah. oh, do you must like Korean music then? Because usually... Korean it, food and music, yes. they go together. <laughs> this woman flew out of her chair. Whoa. By woman, I mean girl. Yeah. She was probably, like, no more than 18. She flew out of her chair, like, her chair went across the lunchroom. <laughs> like, she's like, you listen to K-pop? And that's, like, me putting it mildly, because I don't want to blow anybody's eardrums oh, out. Oh, my God. And she's just like, do you know who EXO is? And I'm like, oh, That's the, and it's, like, a litmus test. It's, like, you don't want to say it because you don't know who, it, like, likes K-pop and, yeah. like, is obsessed with K-pop. Yeah. And, like... She was an obsessed K-pop fan. And it's a little scary. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. We definitely acknowledge that the extreme is real. Yeah. But there's an extreme in every (laughs) That's true. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not saying that all K-pop fans are extremists. We're just saying some. Right. So it's hard. I feel like as a person who's non-Asian in general, but there's also a hardness that's unique to being a black Mm -hmm. person interested in Asian or Korean culture in particular. Yeah, I would say I'm kind of the same where, like, I've never experienced, like, any direct, really offensive messages or, like, experiences, but Mm. I have seen it happen a lot. I had my time when I was into K-pop Twitter. (laughs) I regret it. It was very toxic. <laughs> I do not recommend it to anyone so who does not have this, like, skin <laughs> of steel. Like, it is terrible. But I just saw a lot. What was really common was a black fan would maybe tweet, oh, this idol did this, they said this, or, like, Korean culture is like this, and it's offensive, blah, blah, blah. Like, bring up a real issue, and people would, like, flock to the tweet and just say, don't say that about my idol, you're making them look bad, or... My idols, like, they're good-hearted. They don't mean to be racist. They don't even know what racism is in South Korea. Bullshit. Um, or, like... <laughs> I'm sorry! That <laughs> was that me? What? Alone. <laughs> oh, or, like, a lot of times, like, they those fans would be called oversensitive or you're just trying to make an issue or you just want attention or everyone else, like, there's... A, everyone else gets offended about other things. Like, you're not special just because you're black. So I think there's a lot of resistance to acknowledging any issues that black fans face because people i guess don't like black fans i don't know it's just yeah it's it's definitely widespread and i think going back to what you said earlier trisha and i think you too care that like now that there's social media the fact that you can be anonymous the fact that no one knows who you really mm-hmm. are you can literally say anything to anyone, and I think that's why it's gotten so bad. Like, you could just send any type of message to anyone, and they'll never find you. And people mm-hmm. are emboldened by that, and they want, they say whatever they want. Yeah. So There's also the same side of that of, like, you don't know who you're saying that to. Yeah. If there's no personal connection. So there's not really, like, an emotional attachment to your words. So I feel like you don't... Since you don't see the person that it's hurting, or, like... you Yeah, you can see, like, their profile picture or, like, look through their profile or whatever. But they're not a human being in your mind. They yeah, are just true. a profile. Yeah. They're a page. So there's no human connection or there's no attachment to those words of, like, oh, this could actually hurt somebody. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. 
and also exactly what you said. Like, there is no way. I feel like ninety nine percent of the people that actually troll on the internet would never say that to a natural person's face. Never, like, ever. You gotta yeah, be no. like, I don't even think Trump would say the stuff that he says. Like a room full of black people. Yes. Absolutely. Or like just about who he says it towards. Like he would never. Like, because you can hide behind the keyboard. Like Mm -hmm. you can. You can hide behind your phone, your keypad, but you can't. You'd never do that to a person in front of their face. Yeah. Never. You're right. Like that just takes away all of the courage. Like, Mm -hmm. because you're 10,000 miles or however many miles, like. Away from it. Yeah. Not attached to it. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about. Kind of what we feel, I guess, when there's controversies related to, like, racism or maybe someone does blackface or a lot of talk about cultural appropriation. Can you guys kind of think of an example when you've seen something like that in Korean culture and how did that make you feel as a black fan? Uh, (laughs) that's a big one. It is. That's a whole nother episode, y'all. But I mean, we can at least (laughs) talk about. I mean, I don't want to get into all these like things now. Obviously, there will be more episodes about them. But like, like I guess just like your reaction or like how you feel. So the biggest one for me, and I would say like the big test for me of like is Korean culture for me was Mm. Big Bang. Mm -hmm. Big Bang is like huge. Mm-hmm. But Big Bang can also be known for, like, cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't say be known for it, but, like, if you look at them and you see their music videos and their style and whatever, like, typically, cultural appropriation would be a word to mm. describe them. Um, I mean, they're great artists, great performers. Um, but, like, for me in the very beginning, like, the Big Bang was the group that I, like, tolerated the most mm-hmm. as far as, like, K-pop music goes. Um, But it was hard for me because that was the first time I was seeing, like, like so much of, like, black culture outside Mm. of black culture, like, black people. I mean, there's Taeyang with the the locks and the the braids, the French braids, and uh, the style of G-Dragon. Like, all of it's just, like, heavily influenced by hip-hop culture Mm -hmm. so for me it was just like can i do this yeah can i sit through this of like watching these people like do they care about actual Mm african-americans like because like once again i feel like cultural appropriation is such a big thing that there's just like not enough time to get into it yeah but i felt like what are they doing like Mm -hmm. what's the purpose like are you doing this for a profit or are you doing this because you're actually interested is it authentic or is it just like a gimmick right yeah so that was my thing like costume or actual character like this is who you are so for me that was kind of like the big thing but um at the end of the day like these are artists these are musicians um and i've come to it like a decision of my own Mm -hmm. which i will not discuss because once again it's a big topic big big um but obviously, I'm still into Korean culture. I still yeah. listen to Big Bang. I love Taeyang. I love G Dragon and T.O.P. and Daesung and Sungri sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's so much. But yeah. Yeah. Kira, what do you think? Um, I guess when I was getting into like Korean culture and music, um, I didn't think much about it I don't think I really noticed um too many things that I found uh, alarming or offensive and I think that like Trish said it's a huge topic and it can be um heavily influenced by what your definition of what cultural appropriation is which I think that was a huge uh thing for me so I was I just I just found the music intriguing you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure I stumbled upon too many of those um controversial Uh things so much like I didn't I didn't see too many videos where I was just like oh whoa this is like offensive Mm -hmm. to me or my culture or whatever like I just found it interesting and I really enjoyed it so so yeah I'd say for me like the thing that got me really just fired up was the hair like for me hair is just like such a big deal in my personal life so like I take it so seriously so when I was like getting into Korean culture and I would see 
idols with dreads or just like with braids. I like I was so upset. I just felt so I don't know, like used almost. Like they, I felt that they only wore those hairstyles to be cool. Mm. That they were using black culture as like a commodity mm. to like just put out like put out a certain image. And for me, the issue was that like. It's that, again, like, the authenticity versus, like, being, like, a gimmick. Like, one comeback, they would have, like, dreads and have that cool look. And the next comeback, they would be, like, cute schoolboys. So it was it was just, like, a little concept. Right. It wasn't, like, okay. really legit. And, I mean, I think I've softened up now. And I think especially getting to know you guys, like, and getting different opinions about just like things in general in Korean culture, mm. like sometimes I actually can appreciate when someone like wears dreads because like sometimes it looks cool, but most of the time like I still get kind of a little I don't know. You feel some type. Of I feel bad. some type of way. Mm. Hair is a really big deal to me, and like you don't like they don't need to make their hair like that. It go mm. they go out of their way to use those hairstyles that mm-hmm. are like traditionally black, like black women and. For me, hair is such, like, or for everyone, really. It's such, like, a controversial topic, especially for black women. And so when I see that, I I try, I guess I tolerate it. Really, I feel like that's, like, my attitude nowadays when I consume Korean culture. If there's something that I'm uncomfortable with, I just tolerate it. Because at the end of the day, the celebrities, idols, they're trying to live their life. They're trying to make money. They're out there on stage. They do their thing. And they go back home and they're happy. And I feel like it's it sucks that like when I get upset about something, I feel like I'm the only one that has to deal with that emotional burden. Mm. Whereas a person who's like making me upset about it, that celebrity is like at home sleeping and they're totally fine. Like mm. they don't really think about it. So I feel like I've shifted from getting mad about everything to just tolerating and not letting it get my mood down. Because in the end, I feel like I'm the only one mm. who like is mad about it and that just sucks and then to feel like you are being you're wrong yeah for being upset yeah because back to the hair thing like as you were speaking i realized i'm asking myself well why is hair so important to the african-american and my mind came up to like we have no choice yeah like these hairstyles that we do, the locks and the braids and the twists, this is us taking care of our hair. Mm -hmm. So, of course, it becomes important because, you know, these... And they become fashionable because hair is one of the first things you see from a person. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm not going to be walking around, like, looking a hot (laughs) mess. So, what I do, I take care of it. I give myself, like, stylish hairstyles, Mm -hmm. and I want to do something that allows it to be a part of my fashion so for african-americans in particular i feel like hair is something so different because of what we do to take care of it like Mm -hmm. literally in a sense of like healthy hair the locks and the twists not all of them some of them are actually healthy unhealthy and damaged but depending on what you do it's actually us maintaining ourselves and keeping ourselves like you know taking care of ourselves valuing ourselves so it be- I guess it becomes a part of our fashion because it's a part of who we are, mm-hmm. and therefore that's why hair becomes important. I think that's a theory behind that. So then, for me, I look into, okay, why are Koreans locking their hair? It's not a protective hairstyle. <laughs> it actually damages their hair. Like, I can't imagine what type of stress their hair went through to get it to be an yeah. afro. Like, Loco's <laughs> first album, Locomotive, I can't imagine what that poor baby did to his hair. Wait, that was Photoshop, wasn't it? I hope it was. <laughs> Tell me why he's balding. <laughs> <laughs> You are a ball digger. You lying, <laughs> talking about the stress, but it's really because you wanted to look cute. Your first you album. You want a four C N. You couldn't handle it. You couldn't with that one C N. <laughs> See that oh proves my God, a point. That's funny. See, like the stress, the high stress that their hair has to go through to get mm-hmm. to what we do, like naturally, and yeah. probably we want their grade of hair. 
to not deal with the protective <laughs> hairstyles that we had to go through. The struggle, y'all. Yes. So much. I mean, even people, even people say like, Trisha, your hair is like, you have a good grade hair. I struggle. <laughs> you do though. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. At least you can feel the wind on your scalp. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but still, <laughs> even with that being said, I still struggle with my hair. Like, I gotta take care of it. This stuff gotta stay oiled. So, the locks, the twists, the whatever I gotta do, the whatever we gotta do, it's a necessity of yeah. life. So, yeah, that's that's kind of... To give you an idea of why, like, we struggle yeah. with seeing, you know... Idols with, like, yeah. our type of hair. And or I think... Our style. I think, too, it's like a history thing. I think of mm. it as, like... The reason why, like, there's generations and, like, a culture of perming our hair and relaxing it is because, like, in the general, like, American culture, black hair is not valued. It's seen as nappy and messy and inappropriate, kinky. Like, there's still stories of schools, like, chopping off black girls' hair or, Or like... sending letters home to their mom and saying, fix their hair. Yeah, it's a dress code violation for their hair the way it is. And so there's still a struggle for, like, acceptance of black hair the way the way it is and like the natural hair movement obviously was like about embracing all that our hair is and like not thinking that like 2a hair is the best and 3c is like the next best and then 4c is the worst like you know it's about embracing the whole spectrum of why our hair is beautiful so then to see like a korean person just like have like bantu knots or like have dreads for like (laughs) two performances then they're back to their like hair it's like you didn't have to put your hair in, like, locks to make it more palatable. Or you didn't get the discrimination for having dreads because you're Korean. Because you don't have that history. Like, because mm-hmm. you don't have that dark skin. You just dipped into what you thought was cool and then you popped back out. And now you're back to being, like, you know, Korean. So mm, yeah. that's why it's a kind of a big deal for me. Yeah, but. and I, I feel like, for me, like, I really, I do see that side. I totally mm-hmm. understand um, that this is pretty heavily rooted. Like, yeah. you know, Joy brought up the history. I mean, I'm pretty sure there were some women back in the 60s and 70s that got fired from their jobs yes. because of their natural hair. Yeah. So this is huge. It goes deep, and it's been um, a hurt for, like, a lot of, for a lot of black women. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and for me, like, I see it as kind of a primarily an American um, issue. Um, Like, it's very heavily rooted in, like, American culture. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, the world, now that we are very global and we have the internet and all that stuff, like, people do need to do their homework and Mm -hmm. read up on history and understand, like, these racial issues and whatever so that we could all be aware and respectful and conscious you Mm know um but I feel like especially like listening to Jay Park's interview when he talks about cultural appropriation and kind of highlights it on both sides Mm -hmm. you know like how black American rap has kind of fetishized and highlighted some Asian music and yeah and same way you know like with it being in good nature, you know, I think um, I think for me in the definition of cultural appropriation, it's stepping on other people to make yourself better. Mm. So I saw I totally see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. where like it's like that for a day to kind of make some money and then you go back to your regular <laughs> yeah. self and it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that was fun. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, so yeah. I totally see what you're saying. Um, so you do kind of wonder the heart behind it. And I think for me, like. If I if I sense like a real genuine like I don't know like if I kind of sense like there's some sort of hate like message behind it then I have a problem yeah. but if if I don't see that if I think it's all in good fun if you look great Ooh. and you're doing the music like <laughs> and mm-hmm. I enjoy it yeah so what like why get mad and you see know? I like that like why not just enjoy it mm. too because. I mean, that's why so many people are starting to get into Korean culture. It's fun. It's cool. It's different from what we see on, like, Western TV. And, like, they do a really good job. Like, they do. These people, mm. like, know what they're doing. So, like... I can't be like, uh, stop. 
Stop what you're doing. Because I'm like, but you good. I don't know. So this is a fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. my fear, and it's not necessarily a fear, but like, just like a a fear. Okay. Simple layman's term fear. Is that like, hip hop or the hip hop culture will be a phase in Korea. Mm, like like all the show me the money stuff and yes like, eventually like wow. hip-hop will die and no longer become the cool thing wow. because then i feel like that proves my point or that proves a lot of people's point yeah of like that's because then if it were to just die like this is no longer cool then to me that would be cultural appropriation <laughs> like I would, there would be no way for my brain yeah. to like function that as not cultural appropriation if for example, Zico, who's like a huge name in the hip hop community, <laughs> just decided like, I'm not going to do rap anymore because it's not cool. Yeah, just like starting <laughs> doing trap singer now. Yeah, like trot I'm going to be a trap singer salsa. now because the hip hop doesn't sell anymore. Yeah, like I really feel like okay. that would be, or like AOMG is no longer AOMG because no hip hop doesn't hip-hop sell. Yeah. yeah, so like. But I feel like the people who really were the groundbreakers for hip-hop in Korea really struggled. Like, they really had to, like, they call it the website, you know, because, like, that's where they learned about rap in America. And they really kind of learned from that and developed their own sound. And it wasn't always popular. Like, those who were really into it and really had to, like, work the ground to make it happen. Like, they could have given up at any time and been like, oh, this is not working. Let's stop. Why this is why I hold on to Korean culture because that is the birthplace of hip hop. Hip hop was not hip hop at one point. Like mm-hmm. hip hop people had to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Like the artists that I we know who are, yeah. who are who are who are who they are now, like hip hop wasn't on MTV. I think hip hop made MTV. Mm-hmm. Like if it weren't for hip hop, MTV would not be where it is right now. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. But there was a point where MTV refused to have rap videos or yeah. hip hop on MTV. Even the Grammys, like the Grammys, like Jay Z boycotted the Grammys because hip hop was not a genre. Or when it was a genre, genre, it wasn't aired on national television, like yeah. the nominations and who won or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop has had to literally drag itself through the dirt. And then to be what it is now, I don't think people realize that hip-hop was one of the most underrated genres. Like, and now it is probably one of the most successful right now. And do you think that... So, are you... Like, do you think that Korean hip-hop artists now, do they, like, understand that? Like, do they... is Like, American hip-hop? No, 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 Korean. Oh, like, well... The, like, the, the, what you're just talking about, like, the foundations of hip-hop, like, where it came from. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I always, this is, like, my <laughs> internal battle with Korean hip-hop, because I don't know. I mean, I stick to the artists that I stick to because I feel like there's genuineness in mm-hmm. them, so I can't, I like what I see, and I see, I feel like, I don't want to say they've proven themselves to me, because yeah. that's, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um... But, like, I feel like they love their craft because you can hear it in mm-hmm. the work that yeah. they put into. For example, I don't care what anybody says. NCTU is one of the most generic, or just NCT. That's a generic group right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if hip-hop no longer became successful, hip-hop is no longer part of NCT. That's very I'm true. just going to give you that That's 100% one. true. Like, that's just, they are what the sound sounds like, and then they move on to whatever. Versus... Who I just said, Zico, you have Gecko, you have all these beautiful hip-hop artists. I feel like if hip-hop is not a thing, they'll still be rapping. They'll still be trying. They'll still, you know, like, Jay-Z has been in the game for how long? And he's still a rapper artist. He doesn't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, so I listen to those people because I feel like they are hip-hop artists. That's all they know and that's all they want to know. Like, do they create music that's relevant to today? Yes, but are they selling themselves and making them less than what they want to believe in? I don't think so. And I think that authenticity is why black fans still, like, love Korean culture. Like, there is that authenticity. There are people who, like, care, who, like, try to understand black culture. There are people who understand, like, who try to 
learn from either their mistakes or from other people's mistakes mm-hmm. and understand what it's like to be black in America, what it's like to be black globally, like like Han Hyun Min, like the black model who is Korean, like he's starting to bring a conversation of like what it's like to be Korean but not look Korean, to have like dark mm-hmm. skin. So there is that that like push of progress a little bit and I think that's what keeps fans like still here still Mm -hmm. wanting to participate and that's what that original buzzfeed article was saying those fans were saying that they they've either like met their really good friends through being um, a bts fan or a k-pop fan or they see that there is authenticity in the way that some korean um musicians want to engage with black culture and so yeah you know i think that really propels it forward like mm -hmm. and back to your thing about like if Korean rap artists really know like where it came from like I feel like the be like with the Korean War and African American soldiers being stationed there I'm pretty sure that's where it got introduced right there are a lot of African American soldiers who were stationed in South Korea and that's probably where there was some sort of cultural exchange definitely and then you know it kind of grew to be like there were Korean guys who became really fascinated with the hip hop culture and they did research they went online they started to read about all all of these groundbreakers of hip hop here mm. in the US and 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 find they they related to it it resonated with them mm-hmm. right and i talk about how like even in just my love for Korean, I'm seeing a lot of similarities. I'm seeing a lot of things that I relate to with the Korean culture. And I feel like that's one of the things that clicked. And that's why I appreciate Korean hip hop so much Mm. because I see it as black culture was introduced to them in a very small way and they did their research, learned about it, but then it turned into their own thing. But there was like this, this relation, this resonance that really clicked and I really appreciate that Mm -hmm. I really appreciate to see how genuine and authentic it is and that they really did those who did want to bring hip-hop to Korea they worked hard you know it wasn't this easy thing that happened where it was just like oh I'm gonna do hip-hop in Korea and everyone's gonna love it no people Mm -hmm. were like what is this like we've never seen this before but now it's um it's a pretty big part of their culture but I don't feel like they stole it you know no I would say I agree with that I think so for example I hate bringing up this person because I really feel like that's all I talk about. But I'm going to say it anyway. Loco. <laughs> so he's in the interview. <laughs> Loco like, is like your pockbook gum to He's my foundation. <laughs> okay. he's, he really is like a foundation for me. Like, So, and like, he's a generalization of like, just this the he's the blueprint of why I respect like hip hop artists mm-hmm. in Korea and just the hip hop culture in Korea. He's kind of like a blueprint figure for me. But in an interview, like obviously you get asked the question of like what's your ideal type? Yeah. And he talked about how he likes thicker women. And what he said was like so fascinating to me because he said that's what he grew up watching. So, obviously, we know that there's no such thing as really, in American eyes, a thicker woman in Korea. So, what was he watching? Hip-hop music videos. (laughs) Where in every hip-hop music video, especially when he was growing up... Wait, is that what he said? Yes. He he said he, like, grew up watching, like, music videos. Like, hip-hop music videos. What are in hip-hop music videos? Big booty holes. Big booty black woman. (laughs) It's just, like, thick women in these music videos. Half-naked women. So, he's, like, obviously, (laughs) growing up, he's, like, that's what I became attracted to. Because that is what was considered attractive. Mm -hmm. So, where I'm getting at with that is, he didn't say... In the black community, 
big women, thick women are attractive, so therefore I find them attractive. He mm-hmm. said, what I grew up on is this. This is what I saw as attractive, so this is what became attractive to me. Hence his love for Hwasa. I refuse to believe that he fell in love with that girl's brain. He fell in love with that girl's booty. Oh, dang, Because girl. who did it? Okay, so that's where you're going. No. God. No, I'm okay. Just, well, no, we I'm see, just I'm saying, no, I'm When scared. I looked up a picture of Hwasa, I saw why he liked that girl. Oh, no. She oh, is thick. Oh, oh, you salty. <laughs> she is. I'm going to need you to shout out to your boo. It's because okay. I'm not shouting out nothing. I'm going to get to my point. <laughs> but what? Like, he, he, the way he spoke about it is yeah. that he took that in as his culture. Mm-hmm. He didn't call it anything else. He oh. said, This is how I grew up. And so, this mm-hmm. is what I this is what feel, I know. I believe. Yes. You know. And yeah. I feel like that's what we're trying to say here in general, right? Like, it's the way that we grew up, it was what we were expo- exposed to that has created us Mm -hmm. you know and made the definition of our culture you know like that wasn't necessarily like normal culture for him but it became his culture okay i like that to the point where it like shaped what he defines as attractive to him Mm -hmm. you know that yeah you can call that negative or positive but at the end of the day it shaped his mind Mm -hmm. you know that's what culture is right you know culture yeah yeah it's how you grow up it's, it's what, what you grew up on influences yeah. you yeah and speaking of ideal types i'm going to shift a little bit because i do want to ask this question do you think it matters that the people you're into minus loco who was I'm just scared. said do you think it matters that like the koreans you're into or just like in general like even just normal koreans does it matter to you that they may or may not be attracted to black women. I mean, last week we talked about Korean men dating black women. Does that affect the way you can like be a fan of Korean culture? If you think, would they find me attractive? Would they? No. <laughs> and why not? Okay. So what? Everybody's attracted <laughs> to everybody. Like for me, I really hate when people think that I'm just attracted to Asian people or Korean men. Ooh, me too. That drives me nuts. Wow. I don't. I will I jump you if you assume that. <laughs> yes. And Kira could get nasty. Don't don't be fooled. Oh, Kira scared me. I thought it, um, just a few minutes ago. But like, I literally hate when people assume that of me, or yeah. just assume that of anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Like, I feel like that's what frustrates me the most is that I don't care. I really do wish I did have a type <laughs> to narrow it down. Yeah. But because I don't, I just don't. Like, yeah. a person's a person. Like, I'm not about to say I'm not going to date somebody because of this or because of that. Mm-hmm. Would it make logical sense that I would marry somebody of Korean or black? Like, mm-hmm. maybe. Like, if I'm moving to Korea and I'm learning Korean, yeah, obviously... I would like someone who speaks English and just so happen to speak Korean. Yeah. Like, I would find it a waste that I'm learning this language and the person that I married doesn't know Korean or is right. in Korea not learning Korean. Um, is there practicality about who I choose to be attracted to? Sometimes. But do I care about people that I hang around with are not attracted to African-American people? No, because I feel like... That would be a waste of so many friendships, especially with men, <laughs> to say, I'm not about to be your friend because yeah. you're not attracted to African-American yeah. people. Like, that's stupid. And I feel like that's like, I don't know. I feel like that's something that a lot of everyone talks about. A lot of fans talk about like, oh, well, idols don't like black girls or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... So don't bother. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not why you're a fan of them. And I mean, under like, admittedly, entertainment companies do make celebrities like so that, like, people love them, you know? That's, like, kind of what fuels fan culture. That's why half of them are fine. You will never meet an ugly <laughs> idol. Like, that's not a thing. That's, that's true. not sellable. Yeah, but right. I just think, and like... it's the same thing here, too. Yeah, sorry, no, go on. No, I was just saying... Um, and I just think it's okay. Like, that's not really the point. Like, I'm not into someone because one day if I walk down the street and my opa is also walking down the street, he'll see me and be like, wow, look at her chocolate skin. I now yes. love her. Like, it's like, no... No, yes. you make sick beats or like, I like the way you sang on this track and yeah. like, I'm a fan of you. So oh, yes. let me disclaim, doesn't... I am 100% sure, not 100, I'm going to leave that 0.001 <laughs> I 
do not care if Loco is single, married, or whoever. He fine, and that's why I'm leaving. Thank at. you. I don't want people yeah. thinking that I'm actually out. Like, to oh, find this man. Yeah, like, no. Anyone we talk about, we're really not like trying yeah. to get them. Because I think I pretty much brought up. <laughs> I think I brought up Loco in every single episode. So <laughs> I just want to clarify, like he's just she's not that type of fan where she's like, I need to meet him and yeah. like love him. No. Yeah, no, and I mean that's that's kind of the thing too. I feel like. Some fans take it so personally that, like, if they wouldn't love someone like me, how can I be a fan of them? And I'm like, listen to just the music. Let's <laughs> just be a fan. Yeah. Watch TV. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. it's it's not, like, it can get deep, but it's not that deep. Yeah, no. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar is short and frumpy. And <laughs> I think he's a very weird looking man. But I love every single album he has come out with. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kira? What you think? Did you ask me? Uh, I don't think she did. No, you didn't. Words, please. Please. Oh, can you oh. repeat the question? Yes. Does <laughs> you see y'all? She don't listen to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, does it matter that? Uh, oh, do you? Do I feel like being black affects? It's more of like you're like into a Korean celebrity, or like you're into Korean culture, and like thinking. Oh, they're not attracted to black women, or, or what they if don't they like say, black people. I would people. never date a black woman. Yeah, how like, would you feel? How would you feel? Does that affect the way you're a fan of them? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I, you know, like especially. So pockable gum. Mm-hmm. Said no, thank you to the chocolate. You'd be okay. He would still be one of my favorite actors because okay. he's, he's so a great good. Person. Yeah, like and he's like... so good. Okay. I mean, he's like genuinely a solid actor. I respect his talent. I can sit and analyze what he does and really love it. Yeah, and totally be okay with that. You know. Okay. So I feel like, I feel like that's how it should be for, for just about every artist. You know, like I'm, I'm liking them for the work that they put out and mm-hmm. the way that it resonates with me, mm-hmm. and not for like whether or not I think they're going to like me or not. like Yeah. Because I also think I... I'm going to say this. To a certain extent, not all the way. I won't say this about everybody. But I would say, like... I would also feel some type of way if one of the people that I'm a fan with says, like, oh, I'll date a black woman. Because then, to me, it's like, you're no longer looking for somebody as a person, but it's somebody's race. Yeah. Because my thing is, the reason why I don't care about race is because I'm more concerned about the person and, and the connection. Yeah. yeah. The connection versus like, if I'm already looking at your race, I'm not looking at you as a person. Mm. I'm looking at you as a color. Mm. So I feel like somebody can come out and say, I'm open to dating outside of my race. That's different than like excluding or including a specific people that you yeah. are willing to not and will date. Like, I feel like that just goes to, to me, close-mindedness, non-dateable. Yeah. Like, to say, I won't date this race Mm -hmm. because of this or because of that. Yeah. Like, you're already clumping a group of people and saying no. So, if you were to say, I won't date African-Americans, you have a reason why, and I already disagree with it. (laughs) (laughs) But like you said before in the last episode, not many people are going to even admit to that. True. But I feel like there's a reason why people won't date a specific race. Like, so, for example, I was just talking to one of my coworkers about, for some reason, African-American women are at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes, like, to the idea of attractiveness mm-hmm. and beauty. Mm-hmm. And I shared a clip of a short film where it talked about interracial relationship and a relationship between an African-American woman and an Asian man. And, like, the parents were just like, no, what's wrong with you? And, like, I feel like that's a big fear of a lot of people is, specifically in the Asian culture, is what will your parents think? And I think a lot of people refuse to date outside of their race or African-Americans because of what society will think. I think Korea would have a literal cow collective heart attack collective <laughs> like heart palpitations left arm going numb side of your face like, type of like if somebody of like high stature a list comes out and says i am dating this person and they are african-american i think like wow korea would go apeshit the true face would come like out. oh my god um, and we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. But, like, 
but back to what I was saying, like, I feel like I'm not going to date you if you have a specific group of people that you're just like, I won't date this. Like, why? Why not? So it would be a turnoff if a celebrity that you listened to was like, yeah, I don't, don't do, I won't, I wouldn't do. I mean, again, like, they would never Regardless say that. Regardless of any race. Yeah. I don't care, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter what race. Like, yeah. Even if you were to say, oh, I don't date white people. Why? Weird. Weird. Yeah. Like. There's no reason except you hate them. Yeah. Like, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what stereotype, what prejudice do you have? What bias do you right. have against this group of people? Exactly. That you're saying no. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I agree. Definitely agree. So, yeah. I guess in general, then, just to wrap up, like, this is probably a really broad question, but just, like, how... I don't even know how I'm going to say this, but, like, I don't know. How do you feel just being black and, like, in Korean culture? Like, generally positive? Has it been a bumpy road? I like, am ready to set the world on fire with my blackness <laughs> and my interest in Korean Amen. culture. Because, I mean, we need representation. Mm-hmm. We really do. Yeah. Like, there is very few of us outside of common ground. Like, we need people to path pave the way specifically i feel like we need to pave the way to break through stereotypes yeah. and prejudice like different like black people can only be this or black women yeah. can only be this and that no we are so much more diverse and so much mm-hmm. more complex than that let's be let's prove people wrong yeah let's go out of our comfort zone yeah hey. yeah i would say that too i've definitely had it's you know people send me videos of like what korean people think of black people and <laughs> they try like, to like you rustle your this? feathers or something yeah, exactly did you know what that you they think? think yes and i was like that was like 10 people in the whole country <laughs> Thank you know you. yeah <laughs> so you know and i've never been one to stay in my comfort zone just mm-hmm. because mm. that's She's where i a felt comfortable you know like i just i i do what i want i do where i you know what i feel born. and yeah you know and Who's normal anyway? Right. right. It's boring. Yeah. It is boring. So I'm excited. I think, um, you know, right now, cream culture, it's what it really, what it's what um, influences me and Mm -hmm. what uh, inspires me artistically and stuff. And I love that. And I really want to get to know that more despite of what people think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. I... Yeah, I draw a lot of inspiration from it. Like for my fashion. I mean, I'm into Korean skincare thanks to our resident beauty guru Kira. Get on me. <laughs> um, I love the music. I love the visuals. I just I like the way it is. And I've always been someone who has liked things that are unfamiliar or that are different or mm-hmm. that like, you know, like different cultures and learning about other people. And so when you learn about another group of people, when you start to get into another culture, like immerse yourself in it, there's bound to be painful things. There's bound to be difficulties, things that don't make sense, stereotypes and hard things to swallow. Um, but you have to talk about it and you have to, I guess, just not lose hope and brand the whole thing as like, oh, all Koreans are racist or all Koreans hate black people. Like, mm-hmm. that's not true. Obviously, there's progress to be made, but... I think at the end of the day, there's always hope. And it's never, like, in the end, like, when cultures mix or when they meet, like, it's not always, like, a bad thing. It mm-hmm. can be a really great, beautiful thing. For sure. And that's, like, that's what I live for. Exactly. And so I think that's why I'm so happy to be so, like, confident in my blackness, but also so, like, into Korean culture. Yeah. It's yeah. super fun. I love it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I would even highlight too real quick, you know, like, uh, that's why we call ourselves transcultural misfits because, Ayy. you know, I'm really drawing back to the way that I was raised, you know, and I can't necessarily say that I felt completely accepted by black culture, which mm-hmm. is, Word you know, mm-hmm. I don't speak like the t- stereotypes that are commonly, you know, like perpetuated and whatever. And I, you know... There was a lot of bullying, you know, by uh-huh. other black kids mm-hmm. who didn't understand me. So and I was, you know, I was raised in a household where I was introduced and influenced by so many other cultures. Yeah. My fa- parents had so many friends from different cultures. Mm-hmm. And I learned from that. And yeah. I loved that. So for me, like, it's just not normal to be stuck in one culture. Ooh. 
beautiful. Hey, we're just I love fun. Us. That was great. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty cool, aren't we? <laughs> we're great. Yeah. So yeah, this was a really good discussion. I don't know. I feel like it's good to talk about these things from time to time. You mm-hmm. know, I enjoy a lot of Korean culture, but it's also good to like reflect on it and it's healing. Yeah, it's healing. It's good. Yeah. It's refreshing. Um, Especially when you don't focus on the negative all the time. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Because then it makes you bitter and close-minded. Mm-hmm. Not generalizing, but just saying. No, it's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That is it for our discussion. Um, what can we end with? Positives. Positive things. Like us on Instagram. Yes. That's a positive. That's a positive. <laughs> we post some really cute stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Pictures. Graphics. Pictures. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Twitter too. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nubia Nunas, N U B I A N N O O N A S. We are always yes. on Instagram. We're always tweeting. We want to let you guys know more about ourselves. So tweet us, comment on our Instagram posts, send us a message. If you want to keep it on the DL, you can email us at nubianunas at gmail.com. Leave a comment below on the SoundCloud. Leave a review on iTunes. You know, if you know people who are into Korean culture and they're black or are just into Korean culture, share the podcast with them. We're really about expanding the new new community. And we just want everyone to be included and involved in the things we're discussing. So, yeah. We love it. We love it. We love it. We love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Again, subscribe, follow, comment. Keep up with us on social media. If you have any topics you want us to talk about, let us know. If you know local, let me know. See, there's that shout if out. You know, I've been waiting exactly. for We've been waiting for it. It I was coming. to say it. And now she said it. It's done. All right, girl. I'm just saying. There we go. Um, okay, there we go. That is, that's our cue to go. <laughs> it, it's a wrap. Kamsamnida. Kamsamnida. Bye. 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 Bye.